Hey. So good to meet you. Hi. Hey Sue. I'm Joan. Nice to meet you. Everything. That's so cool. Oh my god. Wow. Do you ever listen to it though? Yeah, it goes in. It all fits. I suppose it doesn't record everything she does. She goes to the shop. My whole life. That would be a little bit extra. But you know someone's doing that right now. Hi, this is Jonas Police Woman, and you're listening to Q Presents the Making of. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, listener. This is Q Presents The Making Of, Q Magazine's weekly podcast that goes deep with the best music makers of our time. I'm Ted Kessler, and my guest this week is Joan Wasser, more famously known as the singer and songwriter Jonah's Policewoman. Under the Jonah's Policewoman cloak, Joan has made six albums since real life. Is that correct? Six albums? Yeah. Yeah. Her first in 2006, and she's been a very in-demand player and muse for other musicians too. Playing with the likes of Anthony Johnson's, John Cale, Lou Reed, Elton John, Sheryl Crow, Damon Albarn, and many, many others throughout her career. She's known as a singer, a violinist, a guitarist, a pianist, and probably loads more instruments that are not currently listed on Wikipedia, which I will ask her about next. <laughs> Joan, hello, how are you? I'm so good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Why are you here? Why in London? Like, what brings you here? Well, I'm here twofold. I last week I did uh, the Africa Express explosion. Of course, that happened here uh, in Leytonstone. Yeah, in Wanstead, which is right by where I live. Okay, I saw I I saw the tent. Oh yeah, the tent was my house. Pretty intense. Yeah, and then it was gone one day. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I guess that's what you can do with a tent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I was there. I was here for, I am, I was here for that. Uh, that was nonstop ecstasy. Oh, it was good. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, and then I'm here to do press and promo for this release. What is the release? You might it as well is, say it. You might as well say it. Since it is called Jonthology. So it's your box set of everything. No. No. It is a. Like, it is a box set of some stuff. Okay. Yeah. How, how much stuff? Well, as much music as I could fit on two compact discs, as they are known. Right. Plus, uh, uh, a, another disc and vinyl of BBC Live stuff. Yeah. So would you describe this as your best stuff? No. Oh. Oh, of my best of? Yeah. I, I okay, I thought you said best of. No. Your best stuff. It's it's um I mean that's up for uh question. Okay. You know, uh I think I think a lot of it's pretty good. Yeah. I meant what were the parameters that made you choose it? Yeah, yeah. Um um well, I mean, I, I, I do, I wake up in the middle of the night angry at myself for not including certain songs because I couldn't include everything I wanted to. So no. I'll, I'll be um, sort of whipping myself for the rest of my life on, on choice. But, you know, I, I, uh, I did the best I could to include uh, a, a wide variety of, uh, of stuff. Joan. Yeah, yeah, of Joan. A lot of Joan. Yeah. And also there's always room for volume two. Thank you. Correct. 
That so, is what I thought of when I was yeah. like, oh God, I can't. But yeah. People complain, volume two comes That's out. Right. So we should tell the listener it's 9.30 in the morning, which is quite early for an interview. And it's probably the earliest interview I've ever done. How are you as good morning? How are you? How are you as a morning person? Is this your, it seems like it's a good time for you. Well, as I was mentioning, I think it is my first day without jet lag. So the contrast to how I felt every other day mm-hmm. uh, for the last week um, is profound. So mm. I, I feel great. I feel great. Mm. Feel great. Yeah. Generally, are you a morning person? Um, I guess it, it depends where you put the morning. Uh, I, I stay up really, really late. Okay. Um, and uh, because I, I, that's definitely when like the music starts happening. So you're a night person. I am. That's the answer. I'm a night person. But the fact is, is that I love the morning. I just don't <laughs> see a whole lot of it all the time. Right. Yeah. Okay. What is your route? Where do you live? You live I in- live in Brooklyn, New York. You live in Brooklyn, New York. What is your routine? Say a day, t- a, a, a typical Joan Wasser day. Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> wow, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I um, I do have a lot of instruments in my house, so I spend right. a, a bunch of time in my house um, playing different stuff and making music. At some point, it does usually happen later. Okay. Uh, I, I have a bicycle that I ride around New York all the time and harass, you know, various people on the street just at will. Mm-hmm. Um, and what uh, do you shout at them? I mean, it depends. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, if I know them, I shout at them. Right. And if you don't know them, I'm, then I'm gentler okay. until I know, you know, until I get to know them a little bit better <laughs> okay. and I start shouting. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, living in Brooklyn is 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 really fun because there's so many, there's so much to do. There's so many different kinds of people. That's why I live there. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so much. There's just a, a huge variety of, of things to do, and I, I try to do all of it in every single day. So, <laughs> so we know. I mean, without getting specific, Brooklyn's quite big. Whereabouts in Brooklyn? Uh, I live in Greenpoint. Okay, which is so the nice northwestmost yes. part of of uh, of Brooklyn. Right, I, I live w- within walking of Queens, and uh, I live right across from 34th Street. Gotcha. So I look. Right down 34th Street, I see the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building right outside. And you can be there super quick. And if I swam, yeah, yeah, Uh obviously, yeah. 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 Okay, so let's. um, Normally, I'd carry on a bit more small talk, but I want to get you. There's so much stuff in your. uh, I don't want to miss out on the detail. There's quite a lot of. I mean, it's pretty juicy, and it gets juicy quite early on. So let's. So I mean, not juicy. I I mean, but I mean, you know, it's interesting. So, um, you were born in Maine. Yes. Is it Bidfort? Well, it's called Biddeford, yeah. Biddeford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And given up for adoption as an infant. Yeah. Tell me about your adoptive family, please. And I mean, th- very unique people. Uh, they met when they were uh, 31 and 35. Neither of them had had, like, girlfriends or boyfriends before that. Mm-hmm. They met, fell in love, got married, couldn't have kids, and... And found this agency that was in Biddeford, Maine, right. and said, "We'll take your first two kids." Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was the first one. And how old were you at that stage? 
Uh, I mean, they picked me up from the store three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So basically, your your experience of being an adopted child is just having a normal family. Totally. Being, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. My brother came thirteen and a half months later. So. Right. Yeah. And is he a younger brother? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what was what was home like? Um. <clears throat> well, my dad was a research chemist. My mom was a Latin and French teacher mm-hmm. who started doing that again once we got to be a certain age. But they were a very particular, interesting people, really non-religious, mm-hmm. but very moral uh, and um, very pragmatic i guess you know they told my brother and i from early as uh, earlier than we could understand what it meant that we were adopted so that we didn't feel weird also it would have been very obvious at a certain point because we are very different looking in terms of skin color and just basic appearance i mean it would have been pretty obvious (laughs) um but that they would have done that anyway um and uh yeah they um they they weren't pushy parents which i'm really thankful for because they allowed us to be interested in stuff and then they supported that but didn't didn't push us you know Mm. like i i they you know in in third grade there was an assembly at the school and people came and played violin and viola oh well you can rent because it was public school which is free school for us in the states yeah um you can rent an instrument for ten dollars a year so that anyone can do it and i said mom i want to play violin she was like okay you know she wasn't like she hadn't started me when i was two right um which is cool too but Mm. you know uh, (laughs) she she waited for us to be interested in stuff and Mm. you know which I, i i I, I feel like it's why I, I still play violin. <laughs> why Why do you think you went for the violin, though? Because it was the smallest and most easily portable. I mean, I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be carrying around a cello. God no. forbid. No, it's true. Yeah. That's hard work. Were you interested in music at that stage listening to it, or do you just like this? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my parents were... Were qu- I, ha- I have so many uh, friends that uh, their parents listened to the Beatles and stuff. My parents were older than that. So in my house, it was the Kingston Trio and mm. Judy Garland. Uh, that was about it. And, and classical music. Um, so I didn't have any of that, like, knowing about the 60s rock or any, any of that stuff um, until I found it myself. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, my parents really liked music. They met in a community chorus. Right. Oh, so cute. God. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, and you had been playing piano already at this stage though. I according to Wikipedia. I mean, we can't trust those guys. Yeah. I mean, I took like a couple of lessons, for, but I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually brought. Um, in the music for Light My Fire because it had that and I wanted to learn that and the the woman who was the teacher she was the minister's (laughs) wife and she thought that 
um, like a seven-year-old bringing in a, a, a song called Light My Fire was like, I guess she thought it was inappropriate, so I didn't take any more. Oh, that's that. annoying. Yeah. Well, you... no, it was it was fine. It actually taught me early, like, oh, that's, you know, some people think that that's like inappropriate music, so then, of course, that's all I wanted to. Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, yeah, Can you play it now? I mean, badly. Yeah, badly. Right. Okay. Yeah. But if we needed you to play it later, if we... Mm. No, okay. See, my daughter loves music. She's seven years old, and she's really good at singing and really good, really mad about dance, singing and dancing. Oh yeah. She demanded a guitar. Oh cool. She like it's. I can't get her to play it. I can't get her to practice it. She has a lesson once a week. Mm. What What should I do to make her? <clears throat> to make her pursue this with the vigor that she pursues mime in front of the mirror or singing in front of the mirror. Um. I also really love dancing. So she she lo- she does she dances around the house. Oh all the my time. gosh! Yeah, nonstop singing and dancing, like okay, like it's like a like life is a video. Oh, that's great! That sounds yeah. great. It's good, but she said I want a guitar, so I got her a guitar, and then she won't play the guitar. So, uh, an acoustic guitar? Yeah. So um, because it's, it's boring, I imagine. Well, um. Can you show her any videos of people that are cool that are playing acoustic guitar? I mean, that might help. That's a good idea. Right? Yeah, that was probably the one I mean, who, who 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 would that be for her at, as a seven-year-old? Well, anything I like, she hates. Okay, so... Yeah, so I mean... <laughs> so what what music is she listening to? She likes... I guess she likes Ed Sheeran, which is, uh, you know... Okay, doesn't he, he play guitar? He does play guitar. So, if you showed him somewhere playing acoustic yeah. guitar by himself... That's and true. singing, yeah, maybe, yeah, okay, that's a good tip. And maybe showing her those chords of like some of those songs. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. an idea. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. What were you like as a kid? Uh, were you trouble? Were you good? School? I mean, <clears throat> I was. Uh, I mean, I you know, according uh, the the way uh, Pauline Wasser, my mom, would describe it, is that I was sort of the perfect child until eleven, and then I just turned into the devil. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, where, whereas I also, it's funny, I'm wearing all red right now, and I, I did actually only wear red for many years. Red mm-hmm. tights and red Mary Janes and red really? dress and, and, and two um, red braids, uh, not red braids, but two braids, but I, I really just only wore red. I've never heard of that. I know, I'm a weirdo. Wow. I, I didn't realize that I was going to be m- mimicking my uh, child life, but. Well, you, you know, are, aren't I you? I am, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's- um,. But, uh, yeah, I was pretty, uh, yeah, I I was, I I think I was. Where did red come from? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I think, I I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a dog when it comes to, like, colors and stuff. Like, I find things by the color they are. Right. So, uh, I'm a very visual person Mm -hmm. uh, in that way, I think. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm a non-visual person that needs... Mm. bright colors to make okay. me find things right. i don't know um <clears throat> uh yeah i don't know i i was very curious i you know at, at some point when i was like maybe five or six i told my mom that i was gonna go and take the bus downtown <laughs> and she said actually you're too young for that and i was like that that didn't make any sense to me right. you know i think she should have known then that she was gonna run into problems yeah a strong-willed young yes. lady, even yes. at five. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh-huh. 
So a teenager, you're kind of a wild teen. This is what I'm getting. This is what I'm getting. I, I really actually wasn't. It was just oh. that my mom was. Re- well, I was, but I mean, in in re- in in relation to what other kids were doing, I think I was pretty normal. Right. I obsessed with music, obsessed okay. with me, and would do anything to see music. And uh, you know, I, I was really lucky. I had an all ages punk rock club in my town. Uh, which really meant like a million different like all boy hardcore bands, uh, which I saw trillions of, right. um, and then also saw The Fall, right? And Bricks playing Fantastic. with The Fall, yeah. And I saw Sonic Youth on their sister tour because they would come through. I lived right outside of New York City, so it was on a route, a routing of yeah. you know. Uh, uh, you know, they would be going, I guess, probably to Providence next or something like that or uh, New Haven or something. Um, right. So I saw a lot of music, a lot of amazing music really early, which I'm so thankful for and just made enormous impression on me, uh, you know, or, or early right. on. Right. Yeah. The first show I saw was Black Flag when I was 14. So you liked punk rock. You yeah, liked I did. Uh, underground music, basically, yes. of all kinds yes. from an early age. Yeah. I mean, the first stuff I found in vinyl form in like the Goodwill, 25 cents, was like <laughs> Hendrix, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Joni Mitchell, like that kind of stuff. Right. And then I started figuring out that there was all this sort of like new wave stuff and punk rock and uh, you know uh, the whole two tone thing and you know I just tons of British music I listened to mm. and then a lot of uh, California hardcore circle jerks and all that stuff yeah. and I mean so yeah I was uh, I, I was a uh, uh, you know always just like obsessed and yeah. found all the people around me that were also obsessed and you know so yeah and i think in this country a lot of people went through the opposite journey where they went they found out a lot of punk or a lot of underground music and then they weren't allowed to like stuff like hendrix and mm. and crosby Stills nash and then you became allowed maybe mm. in the early 20s i said that's certainly the case for me when i worked in a record shop i was allowed to like these things oh i'm allowed to listen to neil young now am i so yeah okay whereas you went the opposite direction well, it was kind of what was available, right, yeah. you know, mainstream, who had yeah. left these records at the Goodwill. Well, right. the ones that were there were like, you know, Neil Young records and... But all good stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean... Totally. So despite all this, you're still quite... As, you are like, you're a, a prodigy, musical prodigy, are you not? Because Musical prodigy? Well, you're playing instruments is what I'm starting to say. You're playing I, lots of instruments and you're good at them. You know what? I'll tell you. When you study violin yeah. classically, you're yeah. never good at any instrument ever. Right. So uh, to hear that, I mean, the first thing that comes in my mind is like, oh, I pulled one over on this guy. You know? <laughs> well, I'm just reading that you got into the College, college of Fine Arts in Bo- at Boston Uni yeah, yeah. at 18. I mean, I mean, that sounds like you're quite good at it. I, mean, I don't know much about this thing. I can't do anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I definitely had something. You know what I had is I, I cared a lot about music, you mm. know? And actually, a lot of the people I was in school with had started when they were two. Their parents had started when they were two when they, uh, with the Suzuki method. Mm. And, like, they technically, they could do incredible things. I definitely was not up to that right. place, technically. But I did have musicality that they didn't. 
So I had another thing. Aha. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like I was terrible at playing, but when when you're when you're a violin player, no matter how good you are, you're bad. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just what it is. Okay. You're just never good. Um, so, um, you know, I I I I did know I that was noticeable that some people can mathematically like just kill that Paganini. But I was going to be playing something that made someone feel something. I mean, and I was told that, which helped a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you also got, in, I mean, you joined the Boston Symphony Orchestra, which is also, I mean, not a place for novices. So you must have been. Yeah, that's actually not true. <gasps> the Boston Symphony Orchestra is, I was not in that. I was. Can you change Wikipedia, please? Yeah, sure. I have tried to change that dumb thing forever. I mean, oh. is it, does it say that that I, I that I joined the BSO? It no, did. that's crazy. I love that. That's great. But it did no. say that. It does say it's on the internet. <laughs> we all believe the internet. I think uh, they got that wrong because yeah, we do. Yeah, everything's true. Um, Boston University okay. Orchestra. Okay, it's not and quite, I did play I know under Seiji Ozawa, and and he conducted the BSA. So I have played under him, but it's two. It's combining yeah two things that are actually it's just boiling down facts to make a new fact. Yeah, I, well, which is uh, you know done that's where we live regularly these days. Right? That's where we yeah. live. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the new world we're living in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It says you didn't enjoy it either. When you and maybe you would have enjoyed it if you had done it. I um I love playing in, in orchestra, but it's not something I wanted to pursue. No. Like that was clear. Like yeah. I wanted to collaborate with a lot of different kinds of people, which I started doing in Boston. It was cool because there's all these kinds of music people. People at Berkeley needed to record violins because mm. there's no, you know. So I just said yes to everything, which I'm still yeah. doing now. And you wanted to be in bands too, I suppose. Yeah, just, yeah. I yeah. started playing with with bands early on. The Dam Builders. Yeah. Yep. Well, what was cool band. is I, I lived with Mary Timoney from, um, she had a band called Helium. Yeah. And now she's done a bunch of stuff and she has a band called X-Hex now. But I lived with her. We met the first day of college and we just became best friends. And she had been, she had grown up in D.C. in a very, you know, like beautiful uh, music scene there. Mm. Uh, where everyone was making music really early in bands and stuff. So that was really nice for me because she sort of showed me like I could play. So I started playing with her first, uh, which was really fun and creative. And we made such weird music and it was really cool. Mm. And then I started playing with a bunch of different bands. Yeah. The Dan Builders. Yep. And uh, yes. The, and <laughs> how long did you, you made an al one album? The Dan Builders? Yeah. We made... Uh, and uh, we put out a lot of seven inches, seven. put out an EP, and put out three or four albums. Right. We had like a deal on Electra. Like that was when people, that's when weird arty bands were getting signed by major label, labels. And we had that and we toured a ton and made like expensive records nowadays, you know, yeah. and, ex you know, expensive records. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And how did it, why did it, how did it end? Um, I mean that band we we did tons of stuff together it 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 we stopped I mean we'd made three records on a major label and we sort of fulfilled our contract and we were all ready to do other stuff yeah. that ended in 97 we did seven years together yeah yeah 
Hi, this is Jonas, Police Woman, and you're listening to Q Presents The Making Of. And the key pivotal moment in, in, in you becoming who you are now is, well, you're nodding because you know I'm going to say Jeff Buckley. Um, how, how long have you been going out with Jeff for? Um, we were together for three years Okay. before he passed away. But, so you met him during Grace? Then, before Grace. Before Grace. Yeah, he hadn't, nothing had been released yet. Right. Yeah, and we met, we played a show together in Iowa City in 1994. Yeah. And um, the Builders and the Grifters, this band from Memphis, we were um, touring together. We did a lot of touring together. And uh, we played, uh, there was one show that we played with another band, uh, and that was in Iowa City. And, I, you know, we had this long list of dates, and it said uh, this one date had this extra thing, like, with Jeff Buckley. And I remember thinking, <clears throat> is this this guy that my friend Nathan Larson, who I had been friends with forever, Nathan Larson, he was in a, a punk rock band called mm. Swizz in the, mm. in the 80s and 90s, and then went on to play guitar for Shudder to Think, and now he's a very successful film composer. Uh, but he had told me, Joan, I, I met this person that you need to meet. I mean, pretty much he said, I found your person, <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, when people tell you that, you're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I was like, is that, is that that person that Nathan told me about? And, and, and uh, I mean, indeed, it, it, it was that person. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we, we, we became very quickly obsessed with each other that night uh, starting and then for... Yeah. For the next few years. Yeah. 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 And his his death uh, sent you on a mission to kind of question what you were doing and what you wanted to, who you wanted to be or? Um, yeah, not that. I wasn't that clear. It was right. sort of. Um, Grief. Yeah, it was, it was uh, like the instrument that I had been playing for my whole life didn't was it wasn't enough to express how I was feeling, which was absolutely overwhelming and just no, really no words, you know? Mm. I didn't have anywhere to put it, and it just started, like, coming out in all these other ways. Uh, I mean, I'd started playing guitar a little bit with Jeff, uh, just, you know, j you know, and it, we would just jam all the time in his house. Mm. Um, but I, I was not a guitar player. I was so bad. <laughs> um, I mean, it was fun to be bad playing with him. Mm. Um, but... Um, uh, I just, you know, it, uh, two of the two of his band members and uh, Parker Kindred and uh, Michael Ty and I put uh, an ensemble together after that pretty much to stay alive, you know, to just sort of like make sure that we were all going to just like make it through. And uh, that's when I sort of started singing and figuring out how to write songs. I never thought I could write a song because I was playing an instrument that was a, a melodic uh, instrument, not a, an accompany normally an accompanying instrument. Mm. And then I started playing guitar a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is how people write songs." So we're sort of fi finding that together, while also just uh, um, being really self-destructive, and f also at the same time trying to um, make sure that we all uh, just sort of stayed Didn't alive. Actually, destruct. Yeah. 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 So do you feel like it was a shock or grief was the overwhelming emotion at that time? Is that a question between the two? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Because I think the shock, the shock of it was pretty, just it didn't seem 
it didn't it just came from nowhere right yeah it didn't um i had nowhere to put it i just it didn't it didn't i had no emotional vocabulary with which to deal uh and you know the way that i knew how to emote was through music you know i uh that had always helped me before uh so uh, i went in in another way which was um just yeah uh learning how to sing which was horrifying because i never wanted to sing uh also i was surrounded by such incredible singers never wanted to do that um and uh yeah so both shock and grief i mean it's both sort of similar yeah Yeah. and then but i guess you did find a way of expressing it through your own songs on your own ultimately yeah yeah is this this what what is this what your first album is is kind of about or um no parts of it are parts Parts of it are yeah it had been i mean it was it was 2004 that i so it's quite a long time yeah i mean i made the ep in 2003 i recorded 2003 put it out in 2004 put out the first record in 2006 so there was all this music that that band that i mentioned we were called black Black beetle Beetle. that we made together that was sort of figuring out how to make songs figuring out how to sing figuring out how to just sort of live in this other way um yeah Mm. and when did you join anthony johnson's 1999 did that help yeah yeah it did yeah it did a lot uh that was uh sort of an instantly comforting place to be. Mm. It's very quiet music. Anthony is very, very caring and very gentle. Mm. And um, that whole ensemble, everyone was very, just very lovely and just was very thoughtful. And uh, when I joined, I mean, Anthony talks about how like I walked in and and you know i was in the band already i was subbing right you know okay. that's how i w- ended up in it to start with uh but that i was already it just worked immediately which it did uh and yeah that that whole situation playing such quiet caring sensitive tender music uh it really helped me because i'd been playing some pretty like <laughs> music yeah. even if it was ballady it was loud this was very quiet obsessively quiet mm-hmm. you know so uh that that's a that was a really that was a healing place to be that's for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah and the other so you had these two lives where you kind of you're playing you're playing with other people and you're making your own music yeah always what's that give to you how does that work out? Because lots of people wouldn't have the space to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I you know, for for better or for worse, I, I, there's just always more space because there's always more to experience for me. I mean, it doesn't mean that I sleep very much, but <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I mean, it. Um, 
I, I'm, you know, as I said, I'm very curious. I love all kinds of music, and I just like learning and being around people that, uh, you know, approach music in different ways or start with an element that I've never started with or, um, you know, the one is in a place that I'm hearing it as the two or whatever, you know, is I'm, I'm just, I'm always just thrilled to, uh, to be in some situation where, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't totally understand and I get to figure it out. You know, I mean, that's like the most fun. Who are the, who's the very worst person you've worked with? Oh, dear Lord. I don't expect you to answer that. But. Well, I wish I could. No. Um, I probably have just like blocked it out. Who's the very best? Who, 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 who makes you happiest when you work, whenever you turn up with them? Well, I love playing with my drummer, Parker Kindred. Well, that's good. I mean, he is like, he's my brother, really. Mm. And we love playing music together. We've done it for so long. And I feel so comfortable with him. He has an absolutely disgusting sense of humor. Right. Uh, and uh, we just, uh, it's so easy to, to play with him. So, I mean, he, he is like, he's the best. But, mm. but I, I mean, honestly, there's so many people I could say. He is number one. What have you been doing with Afro Express? Have you, were you actually playing... Who are you playing with in that ensemble? Yeah. Um, well, what's cool is that thing is super freeform. Right. You know, uh, you get there and there's... Th for this one, it was 80 musicians from all over the world. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, do you know Ian Burrell? No, not yeah. really, yeah. He's really cool. Okay. When you meet him, you'll be like, yo. Okay. <laughs> Meaning of the minds. He's really, really yeah. cool. Okay. Um, uh, I ended up playing with this um, ensemble called Kalajula. Uh, it's the only all-female Malian band. Wow. And yes, they all sing, but it's one lead singer, and then the rest of them play instruments, kora, guitar, kalabash, all the sorts of drums. I mean... As you'd imagine being the only female band in Mali, all these women were just amazing. So I ended up playing with them a lot, and that was really fun because there was no language shared, uh, and it's just music. Mm. You know, I can't speak French, really, and, mm. uh, and they didn't have a lot of English, so it was really just like, let's shut up and play music and figure it out so uh i there was i did that and then i then i also did some stuff with tony allen oh my gosh oh yeah. my gosh is right <laughs> i mean i was like singing and i just the entire time i was singing i was like tony allen's behind, tony allen's behind me you know i just was like i, I was really a total geek which i'm sure it happens to him all the time yeah but um uh and was he good <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know maybe like after a while you just kind of busk it in you phone in a little bit you you really you know he was good okay. yeah okay i mean like just one quarter note right like that would have just been fine but then he just played a lot of them right okay. you know yeah it's really really good i'm gonna start crying actually if i keep talking i can feel myself i can't we really? need to stop talking about that yeah because like that person the the rhythm rhythm section people that play in the rhythm section of the drums and bass that is the stuff that drives <clears> me the <throat> most crazy so we need to stop talking just for a moment okay uh and uh 
Um, uh, uh, Rokia. I don't know right. how to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, don't ask me to. Ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, this other woman that I I don't know how to say her name either. But uh, amazing singers uh, and um, and players. It was all we did a Nina Simone song uh, with that ensemble. And uh, yeah, I mean hmm. that whole situation is so great. And, and I love the freeform aspect of it and the availability of everyone and nobody's has any ego because it's just, there's so many people from everywhere. You can't, Yeah. you know? Yeah. What's the catering like backstage? Is it any, any good? Actually, a lot of it was like um, very African centric. So yeah, it was really good. And where's Damon Albarn in all this? Is he? Yeah, he's running around running making around. music with everybody. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that guy does all this. Oh yeah, really. oh yeah, it is. He's incredible. He's really I mean, incredible. Yeah. He's a high energy fellow, isn't he? He sh- yeah, he, he's incredible. He's amazing. I went to Ethiopia with him in 2010. Right. Uh, that's how I I got in there, and uh, you <laughs> know I just flew in after a tour, like not having any idea what I was getting in- involved in very excited about it because I'd always wanted to go to Ethiopia. And when, when, when do you think you actually are going to have the chance to do that? And uh, indeed I I was getting that chance. And then I was just like, I mean, literally I slept maybe an hour a night because I couldn't, uh, there was no, I wouldn't, there was, you couldn't sleep when you were there. There's too much going on. I was going (laughs) to miss something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he picks, he does, he does, he kind of like, he's got a good, I was going to say good eye, but I guess it's good ear. He picks, Good players from all over the place, and he he knows he does. Yeah, yeah, he's really smart. Always surprising who he picks. Yeah, so that's why he picked you. There you go. Can I ask you what song of yours are you most proud of having written? I know it's a, a bit. These are the big ones. You have thought about this. Don't pretend you haven't thought about it. No, I haven't thought about oh, it. Oh come on, you just compiled your. Hell no, I haven't thought. But I don't think in those terms don't is you? the thing. No, I don't. Um, oh. what do you think? Uh. Um, I could hum it. Please. But I'm not going to. You better. I'm not humming in front of... What? Hum? I'm not going to hum in front of... It's from real life. Oh my God, do it. I can't do it. Was Is it the ride? Yes. It's the See, ride. See, I knew it just... Name that too. That's and funny. like just a tiny few things. Yeah, the ride. Okay. That's also Anthony's favorite song. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, thank it's got, you. Good, good. It's got uh, like two melod- vocal melodies, it feels like. That's why maybe. Two, tell me about that. No, I can't. I yeah, don't. what do you mean? It feels like two vocal vocal melodies. Mm. Uh, we should, if we could play it, we could discuss yeah, it. Yeah, starting but... now, the wait is That's over. It. As long as you jump the ride. Is that what you mean, those yeah, two things? Yeah. Yeah, it is sort of like I'm, ta- I'm, I'm yeah. responding to myself. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. You're right about that. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then there's the chorus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, People ask me how I wrote that song and I have absolutely no idea, you know? But but I, I don't have a formula of, of writing songs, so no, I don't. Yeah, no, we had a guy a few weeks ago who said he just watches um, extreme pornography and then releases himself. 
<laughs> that wasn't me, actually. No. 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 Who said that? It's, I, I kind of feel like he might have been joking as a guy from Fat White Family. Of course he was joking. Yeah. But, he, you, but then again. It could have been true, but he was pretending to be joking yeah, exactly. at least. So there's no formula. You just. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel very thankful that I don't have a formula. So every time I go to write a song, it's something I have no idea what I'm doing. That's what it feels like. It's the first song I've ever written every time. Okay. Which is a little bit maybe mental, but uh, oh well. Let's, let me ask you some very general questions, if that's okay. Please. These are kind of generic questions I ask lots of people. Can't wait. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. What was the first record you can remember that you really liked? I mean, the first record, I mean, it was like a Judy Garland record, like from really early on. And she's like messing up the words and singing something. She's singing. I forgot the words. It's like right. some live album. Right. Um, maybe at Carnegie Hall. Okay. Yeah. It's like I was like five or six or something. And I remember thinking, first of all, it was really cool that she's like singing. I forgot the words. Mm. Like she's free. You know, she's pretty much like making jazz at that point yeah right yeah uh and then also she's such a drama queen i mean i just grew up listening to such a drama queen singing thinking that that was just like normal singing i mean she's also an incredible singer yeah and you know um and like you know uh you made me love you oh that's yes oh god i mean just thinking about it makes me feel like oh (laughs) so yeah that that's yeah that's some early stuff what bands changed your wardrobe? Wow. Mm. Um, Susie and the Banshees, definitely. Um, or, or is that just mainly Susie? Susie, yeah, yeah. Susie. Uh, um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I mean, a lot of like just basic like punk rock new wave stuff uh um you know like hendrix i mean it's not like an obvious thing but just like the just the like maximalism thing yeah i mean i can definitely get into that in you know general um i i have worn like turquoise (laughs) rings on every finger at some point until i realized that actually i can't play any instruments yeah (laughs) with them on um hampers uh, it yeah yeah um uh let's see uh i mean certainly like the whole like um you know prince commodores you know super over the i mean i'm wearing giant yeah, yeah, shoulder pads right now in my room ra- yeah you know that whole like sort of really over the top betty davis you know oh, yeah. her whole thing yeah. uh is is um you know you know really amazing <laughs> um yeah so so anything think- yeah oh david bowie number one okay definitely did you did you work with him at Tiffany? Did you work meet with no. him? I mean, yeah. I met him once in in the hallway of a um, practice space, mm. rehearsal space. This sounds like a disappointing. No, it was amazing. Oh. Oh, okay, it was amazing. I mean, uh, you know, too fleeting. Exactly. Yeah. How punk rock was your hair? Ooh, real punk rock. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a mohawk fourteen. Oh yeah, me too. Blonde, platinum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course you did. 14. Of course you did, because that's what you do if yeah. you are 
you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's super punk rock here. It's part of the reason why I think my mom was like, mm. mm-hmm. giving up on that one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. And and then, like, in my... Uh, and, th- and then it was, like, black hair with a giant blonde streak in the front, like, cartoony. That was, like when I was 20 or something. Wow, so quite late. So, But the, all it was just punk rock up until then. What, what made you stop watching me say, I'm going to get my own hair back, I'm coming back to me? That was like, yeah, that was like sort of like, yeah, like around uh, 27, 8. Then I was like, okay, whatever, nothing matters. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, okay, yeah. none of this performative hair stuff is really... It's going to help me through this bit. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, I need something more than just hair. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, if push comes to shove and you've got to answer this, so it's push, this is like, <laughs> this is, it's your life. <laughs> Depends on this. What is the best song of all time? <laughs> the best song of all time. Uh, Family Affair by Simon Yo, Stone. Yo, my gosh, that's what did I say the other week? Is we that what you said? That's what I said. I, we were st- <laughs> we were stuck. That isn't that funny. That's incredible. That would never happen. <laughs> that no- would never happen. What? Well, no one would ever say that. Very few people would say that. I I feel very few people would say that. Really. But it's so, so good. right. I know, it's so good. It's good it's on every level. So right. Everything about it. The best band. It's still future it still kinda of sounds futuristic, right? Oh, of course it does, because that music <laughs> is otherworldly. You, you can't place it. It's completely beyond. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, come I bet on. I'm gonna ask I mean, you know, no one said it before and I doubt anyone will say it. Again. I want to sing it in Family Affair. Um, how, how would I fit that in? Um, Q presents the making of. Q presents the making of. Is that it? Very good. <laughs> that was awful. Okay. Oh, I'm glad we reached that moment. We feel very happy. So we got one silly thing to do now. Although I don't think it is silly. I think in many ways it links to the best bit. We have there's a magazine called Smash Hits. I don't know if you remember Smash Hits. You, you, yes. Same vintage as me. Yes. Um, and they used to have a well. With this, how old are you? Fifty years old currently. Are you 68? 1968. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm 1970. We're the same age. Same. Basically the same age. Come on. Okay. So. Um, they used to have a thing called the biscuit tin. The what? The biscuit tin. The biscuit tin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what. Okay. okay. I don't. You don't know what. I, I don't want to know what you think I said. But anyway, and inside those, those inside the biscuit tin, there were uh, all kinds of questions right. that are kind of you know, yeah, a bit left field. Yeah, yeah. So here we, we are. We don't have a biscuit tin, but we, this that week, is a we biscuit tin. We have a thing. kind of Manila envelope. So just pick one at a time from there, five or six times. Okay. Give it your best shot. I know I also look cool, but I can't see without these. No, no, it's cool. I, yeah, I need... Oh. If you were prime minister, what is the first thing you'd do? New question. I'm supposed to answer that? Yes, I'm not going to answer it. 
Well, I would uh, <laughs> get rid of this whole ridiculous Brexit thing. Excellent answer. Come on. Can we can we vote you in? Please. Yeah. Please. I, I, I actually vote Joan. I I actually would say that I am actually more equipped. Yeah. To and and that that's not saying anything good about me. Okay. <laughs> so. Do you have a foolproof hangover cure? Don't drink. Right. I quit drinking 15 years ago. Oh, okay. So that's a good answer. Yeah, because yeah, I had to. Right. I mean, for me. For you, yeah. There was no uh, police involved. Right, okay. I was the police. You were the police. For own, me. Po- po- your own party police, though. So. Yes. What would you have ended up doing if you hadn't become a musician? Nah, you can ignore them. I'd ignore that one. Well, that's not. It's I. I would. I mean, you know, I just would have died. But that's not. Let's see. It's not a very positive answer. What talent would you most like to have? I'd love to be able to play drums, and I program drums and stuff. But I'd love to be able to play drums like Tony Allen, for instance. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You were gonna say something else. No, I was just gonna say like, not too late to learn. No, it's true. And I love getting on the drum kit. I don't want anyone to have to listen right. to that. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite p- possession? My gregariousness. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and, and true. <laughs> if you found Aladdin's lamp, what would you wish for? Are there three wishes I get for that? Yeah. Um, if you goes. found Aladdin's lamp, what would you wish for? Oh, I mean, this is like... Mm, I um, I mean, this is... I mean, that, I mean, really what I would wish for? I would wish for, like, no one ever to be hungry. You know, stuff like that. I Number would, one. We've I, done that. Yeah. I, and I would wish for... I would wish for... um. Uh, uh, a lot more communication and honesty all the time between everybody and I would wish for a lot less fear around that okay all right there we go that's really sappy but that is true no that's good I think it's good to yeah you know it's good to be virtuous well giving it would really actually it is completely selfish because actually if that was true my life would be better as long as every as as well as everyone else's would be better. It would be better. We'd all be happier. And we'd all be making more music. Joan, thank you very much for being our guest. Oh, yeah. I'm going to just uh, now thank the listener for listening. I'm also going to thank producer Sue Bowman for producing. I'm going to ask all the listeners, that's you, to uh, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. The rating bit is important. No one's rating. We get a certain amount of rates, but we want more rating. Get subscriptions fine, but keep subscribing. Um, and that's about it, really. I'd just like to thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. I'm just gonna get the guy and take a photo. Okay, all right. Well, that was effortless. Good. Well, come on. I mean, he's amazing to talk to. What do he we do? Is. We just sh- hung out. Yeah.
that's the, that's the whole point. Hi, how oh, you doing? I like doing. your sweater. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm putting on my jacket so I look cooler. Okay. So is I don't look like I'm wearing my jammies. Do you, what do you mean? It's not going. You're not going to get us <laughs> yeah. like this far away, are you? Yeah, no. This way probably won't be able to get you both. Uh, but um, how about look? These have wheels. Yeah. We can swing around the microphone in case and probably can shoot from them. Should I, can I go sit, if I sit over there? How about that? How about that, yes. If that works. And yeah. uh, you're not recording right now. <laughs> no, not right now, right now. Right. I record everything. Right. We right. recording, yeah. <laughs> I do, because... You won't be on the, it, though. All the best bits are the bits... Uh, the ones off the record. <laughs> when people feel off the record. Cool. If that's okay, I'll just move away. Is that ginger shot? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, they're good. They're good. <laughs> oh, we're acting like we're talking. We can do. Oh, we have these on, like, like, like this, like. Do you want to keep your cough in your bonnet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I always make when there's fo photographers at <laughs> shows because I always look like I'm dying when I'm singing. I, I just, I, I, I was like, I, I always just say, okay, hold on one second, and I go. <laughs> And then let them take a picture yeah. because literally every shot is like. But that's what the whole artist should do. Yeah, it's just so it's horrible. I can't look like I'm dying again in a photo. Okay. I need to play a little Sorry. for the camera. Okay. No worries. So All we'll right. just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this, but can I can I just add a little faux pas in here? So. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure this is working actually. Do you know what I think? Well, it's just strange because it's so staged. It's, it's like you wouldn't be talking to each other. No, like we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. Well, at least we're happy. That's yeah, the yeah, that is. It's That's true. It's true. Uh, okay. I think I'm going to have to call a halt to this procedure. Okay. It's the tough questions I like. Yeah. That's right. Okay, Ted, if you could just move maybe the microphone oh to the God. other just, side. Just that, yeah, okay. Sorry, I just, you know, I kind of need to make sure I see your faces. Wait, but you know? wait, wait, wait. Sorry. <laughs> so much, so much staging. You needed a stylist. Yeah, come on, we do. Yeah, okay. Now we're talking. Yeah, there we go. Yes, now we are talking. <laughs> Uh, this looks like you're actually talking. Okay, see, that's like, good. I like it's the seat, so though. weird. That's good. Before. See? You like the seat. Yeah. 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 Good for the interview. You can, you can, you can use that seat next Last time. Night. There you go. Who are you talking to next? No one even close to as interesting no, as me. No, but we haven't got anyone lined up. We've done like nine in a row now. Whoa! Have we done nine? Sleaford Mods, Jar Wobble. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I just, he was just there. Jar Wobble was at the Africa Express. Oh, was he? Yeah. Was he playing? Yeah. The back stories in that one were amazing. There was some. Just vibing out. Such a, a London yeah, you're feeling. Yeah, you're vibing out, yeah. Uh, who else? We did Family, Aldis Harden. Do you know Aldis Harden? Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. I actually have played with her. Have you? I have accompanied her. Yeah, because I really like her a lot. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And she's she's really, um, she's, she's a character. She definitely is a character. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like her. She's Mickey. very, she's very beautiful. We Who? Mickey from Lush. Oh, I actually toured with them in the 90s. But oh see, because I've stayed alive this long, most people I know in, in music. Wow, that's incredibly It's went. true. Yeah, yeah it's true. Well, Lil' Karma. Lil' Karma. Like, is a new British kind of Oh, yeah, see, I don't know who that is. So... Oh, I do know who that is. Yeah. I've listened to that, that album. Okay. The Loyal thing, yeah. Quite good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he is good. Yeah. Who yeah, else? Very smart cookie. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, wow. thank God. You don't want to be rapping. You don't want to be listening to anyone rapping that isn't smart. Fat White Family. Yeah. And that's it, right? Green Gartside. Oh, Green Gartside as well. How could we forget? From Scritty Pility. Oh, right, okay, yeah. I was trying that to place that. That was good, that one for hours. 
That was like two hours. Right, I bet. Right. Okay. <laughs> nice. And that's the lot for now. Come on, you must have done enough now. Well, enough. Q presents the making of. That's, that's it. all? That's yeah. it. Q presents the making of.